Hello, may I welcome you to episode 26 of Moving Matters. I am your host, Colin Wynn. I hope Moving Matters will give you an insight into others working or have worked in this wonderful industry as I delve into their past, their present and their future. You will find a new episode of Moving Matters on the second and fourth Thursday of each month. In this episode, we discover that my guest began his career in the industry only four years ago at the tender age of 18, working for a local removal company before starting a new business with three of his friends less than two years ago. Although relatively new to the removals industry, we discuss his challenges, his high points, what he would change within the industry, where he sees himself in the industry in the next five years, and as a mere 22-year-old, he is seemingly glad to have the pubs back open again. And as always, we end with a funny movie story. My guest this episode is Mason Heasley, Managing Director of Extra Mile Movers. Enjoy. Good afternoon, Mason. Welcome to Moving Matters. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you, Colin. Can you tell everyone about yourself and the length of time in the industry? My name is Mason Heasley and I am the ND of Extra Mile Movers. Been in the industry for about four years. Started when I was 18, yeah. And um, yeah, really sort of, basically I was a window fitter and my friends were making more money than me. And I didn't really agree with that. So <laughs> joined a local firm where I live in Norfolk and just it just sort of went from there is my passion for me was sort of grew. But I sort of lost my way a little bit. So I joined the military, which I served for like three years, done my time whilst in the the military i did set up extra mile as a sort of i don't want to say side hustle but it, it was it was a bit like a side hustle like a extra income you know the pandemic yeah. the pandemic had just happened as well so right it was sort of like a oh, okay i need to get some more money really but then when you create something it becomes like a little baby so your love sort of the love for it just progressed and i thought oh hang on a minute i think we're actually onto something here because the workload was coming in it was like we're going to have to do something about it. it. can't just sort of like, okay, we started something now, we're going to stop it. So that's why I decided to leave the military. You know, my colleagues decided to leave their actual removal jobs as well. And now we're just up and running together, all four of us. So you started the company while you were in the military, yep. but you worked in removals before you went to the military. Yep. So can you tell everyone about your company and the services it offers? So basically we do domestic and commercial moves ranging from part packing, packing services, full export wrapping services, loan delivered, simple as that. We don't do single items anymore. That's how we started doing single items, but we just sort of branched away from that. We, house moves are primarily what we specialise in. We've done a couple of commercial jobs as well for companies in the local area. That's mainly really, we don't do like broad work yet. It's, that's far too complicated in terms of paperwork anyway. And, um, <laughs> so yeah. Mason, the, the, the long-established companies are having problems with Brexit and going yeah. abroad at the moment, so I know exactly where you're coming from. So to stick with the UK. Stick I, with I spoke the UK. to I spoke to um, a director of another company, and he he was on the phone to me. He listed about fifty-two different things that you needed just to just to even like clear customs. It's something silly like that, and I thought, wow, okay. It's just not worth it. Yeah, it'll become easier, but it's just not worth it. Yeah, no, exactly. So tell everybody the name of your company. Extra mile movers, which is a bit cheesy. I, I think I, I know people might find that a bit cheesy and a bit cliche as well, but 
it's just how it's how it's our work ethic really do you know what i mean cliche as it is we do go the extra mile and, and that's sort of the branding behind it as well we want to we want to do the extra mile we want, we want to do the extra thing for our clients because so what what is the extra mile that you do then it's like little things from a business perspective people are probably going to frown at this and think this is really bad but like little things like you know when you get a key weight about five yep. you know from a business point of view a lot of companies out there charging probably an, an additional charge but we we know that that's just the nature of the industry it's it's not the client's fault that the estate agents don't release the keys until at this time and we're aware of that and we just do you know what? we just want to do what's best for them we know it's very stressful moving and it's like okay now you've got to pay x amount more it's not really I, I we don't believe that's really like sort of i don't want to it's not it's just not nice and i know obviously that's why I say from a business point of view, it's, it's shocking. But from a from a sort of normal human being point of view, that's just how we are. That's the service that we provide. So you don't offer any waiting time waivers to your clients or no, anything like that? No, which not yet. Not yet, no. Oh, you and I need to talk. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to learn, but it's it's definitely going in the, in the right way. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. And that's why what I'm saying is we don't, we don't mind it. We don't mind. Obviously, it's horrible at the time when you don't get keys to five, but it's like that's sort of our ethos. Do you know what I mean? Like go that extra mile, like just do yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So that's why. So how many are how many are in the company? Six of us. The six. Are. How many vehicles do you run? Three Lutons. Okay. Do you do any storage? We are. We work closely with a, where our depot is. Is next door to yeah. next door to a profound. I'd like to say profound, but like a big sort of storage company. We work right. closely with them, and. That way, yeah, we can offer like storage services. Is that st- self storage or or is it in yeah two hundred fifty cubic feet wooden containers? Yeah, well, it's two hundred fifty. Yeah, sort of. It's both. They've got the metal containers and the wooden ones as well. Right. Twenty four seven access as well, which I think a lot of people like because they can always go whenever after hours things like that. Get in. Yeah. Eight at night and get something out of their container. Now I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong with this, but when you first contacted me. Yeah. I looked at your website details. You were only running two vans. Yeah. When did the third one come along? That must be quite recent. Yeah, it was at the end of March. So things have obviously gone really well over the last 12, 18 months. Yeah. It really has progressed in, in a sort of, I can't even like, forget my words out, like pretty overwhelming, I think the word is. Yeah, overwhelming. It's, it's really going in the right way, the right direction. I had a conversation with Richard uh, Richard Crowe, I think his name was, at Eurogroup, and he he said right. to me that, you know, leave it at that for a while. And I feel like that's good advice to sort of take. We don't want to currently expand any more than, than the vehicle capacity that we have got. No, don't don't grow too fast because no, exactly. there'll be too many headaches. Exactly. But, uh, but Better off staying I mean. at a nice size. Stay at a nice size and make good money. I know it's still early days, but everybody tries to go for that million pound turnover. Yep. And as soon as they hit it, they then realise, hold on a minute, we're not making any profit here. Yep. So just be careful. Well, that's what I mean. That's why at the moment, you know, our overheads are very, very like small compared to these other bigger, bigger establishments. And we're trying to get to a point where, where do we want to be? Do we want to be comfortable, make nice profit and leave it at that? Or do we want to try and go as big as we can and get multiple depots all over the country do you know that's sort of the question we're asking ourselves now so what's your answer to that question <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, i don't know some days i'd love to see extra miles scattered everywhere like when you go on the motorway and you just see one of our trucks down there i, I would love for that to be a thing at the same time do i want the headache 
do I want the stress of having to deal with so much? Do you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. in two minds about it. Trouble is, you start getting too big, you'll have to come off the road as well. I don't mind that, to be honest with you. I don't you'll, mind. You'll have to be permanently office-based. Oh, don't, don't tell me at your young age, you're already knackered from doing <laughs> removals. <laughs> uh, I'm due a new back, to be fair. My legs kill. <laughs> Your company is still relatively new. Yes. Where are you actually wanting to go? I mean, are you wanting to turn into, we, we touched off record about three and a half ton trucks. So we'll mention it now. Are you wanting to, to turn into HGVs? Are you wanting your own warehouse? Are you wanting your own you know, containerized storage facility, self-storage? Do you want to do all of that sort of things? Or are you just really happy with low overheads right now? Have your three vans, make decent money, and just keep going like that? I think we would love to have an 18 tonner on the roads and a warehouse. I think that needs to happen just to sort of be really comfortable, like not silly overheads, but like I think warehousing needs to happen. Storage, I'd love to, to offer our own. So yeah, that's, that's really the avenue that we do want to go down, but it's how big you go, how many 18 ton trucks, especially when three and a half ton vans are amazing. Like they can get most places. The access is, they can fit down most roads weight restrictions as well like it's it's more convenient three and a half ton vans and i think a lot of people are realizing that and it's but always like you say earlier about the legislation behind that now coming in yeah that's gonna that's gonna probably ruin a lot of companies that only operate three and a half ton vans i'm not gonna i don't think it's gonna ruin the companies as such but it just means they're gonna have to be extra careful because i do think there's a, a place for the three and a half ton what the big boys basically say is that they're often overloaded. On local work, you can probably get away with it. But if you had a job going up to Chester, for example, would you send a three and a half ton overloaded up to Chester? I don't think so. And I think if it's then on your CPC, if it's on, on your operator's license, if you do get caught, then it, it's there's more weight behind it then if you do get caught than there currently is. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. I understand that completely. It's just one of them things I think... You make that decision when it comes, I, I reckon. I would definitely want to get bigger trucks, though, just for little things like that, for like weight, weight limits. I, don't, I wouldn't want to have that headache of having to not take on jobs because of the cubage goes over, the, obviously, the weight of the vehicle, whereas if I had a truck, it's not a problem. But then if you have a truck, you've got the problem of HGV drivers, yeah. unless yeah. you become one yourself, and, I, I, and then you I, won't I, be I in the hold, office. I do hold a Class 1 licence, to be fair. Really? Yeah. Um, so, very interesting any of the other guys that work for you hold a class one no they don't no well you know what your job's going to be then <laughs> I did, I did <laughs> there was a shortage as well I think of HGV drivers there is a massive shortage which is again another reason why the three and a half tons have become so popular yeah you know, and again rightly so but there is this weight limit thing what challenges have you had to overcome now I know obviously the company is still relatively new but you must have had some challenges I'd say all of it. Everything's a challenge, really, especially right at the start. But getting the pricing would be our main challenge. Getting the pricing yep. right. When we first started up, you know, we were going in blind with our pricing. So that would be the main the main challenge was to to get the sort of pricing right. We're now at a great place, I think, where we're not cheap, we're not expensive. I think we're right in the middle of our pricing. But that was our main challenge, definitely. Um, also, I think a challenge of ours with having to deal with other companies around you and sort of you know fighting with them 
and competition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And making yourself more desirable than other companies. That would be a big challenge of ours. But I feel like we're going definitely in the right the right direction. And locally anyway, we're I would like to say that we're up there with other, with other firms at the moment, which is great. And because it has been hard and it hasn't always been easy, but but yeah, there's many more challenges along the way. We're definitely not there yet. I don't think it's very easy when, when you're such a new company, but once you've got 12, 18 months, 24 months behind you, you've got all that experience and you, know, you can then say, yeah, we've done a move similar to that you know, six weeks ago, blah, blah, blah. And if you're on the websites and, and things like that, then you've got all your reviews coming in so you can use those. But this is the thing that we're fighting with. We're fighting with obviously our surveyor, we'll go and see a client and they're, they're probably going to look at us, him and be like, Oh, can you even do my house? Yeah. Are you capable of doing my house? And it's it's fighting with that because we haven't, you know, we haven't got a no bar on our vehicles yet, or we haven't got a truck yet. So fighting with that is also hard because of our age. I feel like we're getting probably overlooked, um, not taken seriously. Yeah. And I remember listening to one of your episodes of Tony Ticknett Eurogroup, and he was yeah. saying about you know, being like 26 and, and he was in corporate environments with corporate clients and trying to like win them over and not really feeling like he was being taken seriously because he was only 26. So I feel like that's also, a, a, you know, a very, very big challenge of ours is, is our age and being taken seriously. Have you done any of the training courses? I haven't. I haven't. No, I'm afraid. You need to speak to Andy Pearson, Andy Pearson Training. Have a word of Andy. Tell him I sent you. He's probably listening. Hi, Andy. Uh, <laughs> I did pay to be an individual member, so I do get the emails mainly every day, and, I, and it's great. It keeps me in the know-how. Yeah, good man. I have exactly the same as you, and it does keep you up to date. Yeah. So if you could change anything from your past to date, what would it be? I know listeners are going to probably think that it's very early doors to say about changing anything, and I don't, I don't blame them, but I would say... I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't. I'm enjoying creating something with my friends, and and it's going the way we want it to go. There's not a lot I can change. I think we've done everything right within the industry. It's just, it's just a, a potentially like a, a time thing, or so. Yeah, I probably wouldn't change anything other than maybe studying business at sixth form or high school, which I didn't do. Ah, but you could. That, that's easy stuff to learn on. <laughs> you can learn that one on the job. That's easy. That is. Removals is harder. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, this company is, is the four of you. Yeah. You're good friends. Yeah. Do you ever fall out? There's been a couple of times. There's been a couple of times, and we've, you know, it's been a bit heated. But no, we don't because we always, you know, you remember what it's about and what's it. You know, we're doing this for ourselves. Like we haven't got to yeah. work for anyone else. We work for ourselves, and that that feeling yeah. is it's the most important thing. So we know that we, that we can't really fall out because it's, it's a lot more deeper than that. It's a lot more serious than that. You know, this is not like, this is not something you can just throw away. It's a business. We can't fall out. It has to be done properly. It has to be done right. Obviously, we argue, but I, I feel like a lot of people in the industry argue, whether you're friends or not, you're going to argue, you know, when main, you know, important decisions have got to be made. But yeah, there's been a few times, you know, it's been a bit heated, a few shouting, but that's, that's how it is. The main thing is you all get on it. Well, everybody's entitled to an opinion. That's the main thing. It's hard. It's hard having four sort of opinions and, and views of how we should go about things and what we should have done right on this job and that job. That's the hard bit is always is, is agreeing on something because yeah. there's so many different like ways of looking at a job and even, yeah. even pricing a job. 
So who goes out and does the surveys? You mentioned about the surveyor earlier. Yeah, ben, do you go out? Ben does. I've only been out a few times, but I prefer to do the admin sort of emailing and yeah. quoting, pricing, paperwork side of things, invoicing people. Yeah. Whereas Ben is our surveyor. He will go and meet the client. And that will be sort of the first initial yeah. moment with extra mark that client will have will be Ben. Yeah. Excellent. So in your short time in the industry, but you've obviously been involved more than 18 months. Let's go back four years. What's your high point? Probably doing European work with Hamilton's removals. Yeah, probably doing European work with them and, and seeing the beautiful world that we live in, to be honest. Switzerland, I think, is an amazing. I think that'd be a high point, just being in Switzerland whenever. Like, yeah, all, I went down to Cannes in South France, and that was a real high point as well because it's, you're getting paid to do this. It was like a holiday, but you're actually getting paid. It's a, oh, it's a real incredible thing, seeing, seeing other places in England. Well, that's one of the good things about the job, isn't it? At the end of the day, you're, meeting, you're generally meeting lots of nice people, but you're also seeing some fantastic places, whether it be in the UK or whether it be in Europe. I'm not a truck driver, but I'm sure I would love to drive down to the south of France and just yeah. take in the sights. And yeah, it would it would be absolutely fantastic. I'm not sure I'd enjoy unloading the truck though, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe I could just drive down there and <laughs> someone else can unload it. What one thing would you change within the moving industry? I would like, to, well, it's not really the removing industry, but I'd say like probably the housing industry, state agents could probably do better with obviously exchanging of contracts. I think that needs to be changed because I believe that in Scotland or something like other countries, not England, that the, all the paperwork is all sorted before even the moving date. So there's no, there's no actual key weight. Um, I would probably, that and I can't say it, but I want to say man and van services are great. They are. But what they do is they come in and undercut a lot of companies. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think that's good for the industry. I feel like pricing, you know, is so varied because of that. a proper established firm could go in and give a, a reasonable price for the service they provide. I could go and do that as well, you know, a reasonable price, probably a tiny bit cheaper, maybe, you know, that and all that sort of stuff. But then... I don't know, Derek down the road who has a van can come and, and charge, I don't know, 200 quid. And the client don't know, do they? So they're going to probably, they're going to probably like look at that price and some people just go with the price and not, and not the service. I'd like to change that. I'd like to sort of have us a, a nice common like playing ground of pricing, really. Obviously, everyone's pricing is going to be different. But when you have little companies, not like us, but like just random people who have vehicles coming in and charging peanuts it, it sort of ruins it for everyone else people could say that about us um because we're just starting up but we're not a cheap service and i don't ever want to be a cheap service and i know that and that's what that's what i'm going with but there are people out there obviously that just have a vehicle and they'll do do something on the cheap and then it ruins it for everyone it's too easy an industry to get into yes so even if you don't have a truck, I can go two miles down the road from me and hire a Luton van and tail lift. Yep. And all of a sudden pay my daily rate <laughs> and I can be class myself as a removal man, get my friend down the road, give him a few quid for the day's work. And that's it. That is the problem. Exactly. But also regarding price, it's just what Robert Bartup said in a previous episode. And that is the customer doesn't know the price until you give it to them. 
So if you've got a couple of companies in there at a thousand, twelve hundred quid, and somebody comes in at six hundred, they're going to wonder why is the other two a thousand and twelve hundred rather than wondering why is one six hundred yeah, quid? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. It's very, very difficult. Very, very difficult. Then they choose the six hundred pound one, and they don't turn up on the day. And excuse my French, but shit hits the fan. Yes. What advice would you give to yourself starting out again? Not stress too much. It'll be, you know, it'll be all right. Mason, you don't look like someone that's going to get stressed. <laughs> oh, I'll ask my colleagues that. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I would tell myself, look, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be absolutely fine. Just do what you know, do what you can, and um, just relax. Because I feel like, especially right at the start, you, know, you lose a lot of nights sleep when you when you start something, and and it's your it's your livelihood and your job. It becomes very very. Um, stressful <laughs> but uh just i'll tell myself just to ride the wave it's going to be okay extra mile moving is now your baby so that's yours and the three others yeah but prior to that you worked in a removal company yeah how different is it now that you're working for yourself when i used to work at a previous company i, I remember just thinking like complaining a lot because you don't know anything and when you finally set up and go on your own you start to realize why they did certain things because yeah. it had to be done like that. It had to be done that way. So it's really bizarre now. And I, when I speak to them like every other day, it's I have that mutual respect to them now. And I can I feel really bad to be fair for having, <laughs> having complained in the past and, and just been a whinge. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But now that's your own company, you can fully appreciate and understand. Yeah. 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 It's, what it's what like, they what they even like put little things. Little things like you know you finish late on a friday and you know you, you want to get back home of course when i used to work at previous company you just sort of like dump the blankets don't fold them and, and just get home as quick as you can but when it's when it's your own thing you take real pride and care in your in your work yeah. so you make sure that everything's done before you're at home because realistically this is your priority and this is what this is what needs to be done yeah as i say it's it's your name above the company door at the end of the day your reputation on the line whereas if you're working for somebody else you're just a member of staff exactly um it is very different where do you see yourself and the industry in the next five years let's start with yourself i see us i see us getting bigger keep expanding a couple more vehicles i reckon you know i think four or five leave it at that all i want is great staff really i don't what is it quantity over quality no quality over quantity that's it and um just a happy work environment as well. Cause I, I remember being out on the road, you know, with other companies and everyone you work with just doesn't seem happy. They just seem really like, I don't know, you know, it's sad. So it's not sad, but like don't want to work hard. I don't know. But all I want in the next five years is good staff, happy work environment, a few more vehicles, hopefully a warehouse, start offering storage. Um, yeah. A consistent lifestyle. Hold on a minute, hold on a A consistent lifestyle in the removal industry. (laughs) I'll make a note of that one. (laughs) But you mentioned earlier, multi-depot. Yeah. Why why would you like to go the multi-depot route? Is it just that you like the idea that it'd be great one day to jump in the car, go for a drive, and it doesn't matter where you are in the UK, you've got extra mile moving coming past you? Yeah, yeah, that would literally be it, really. You know when you go on, you know, yeah, you go on the road and you see like John Lewis vehicle or something like that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like one of them sort of feelings. I'd love to have that where I could be in 
Newcastle of all places and somehow there's an extra mile vehicle there. I'd, I'd love that. And often it's not really the writing of John Lewis on the side of the van. It's it's recognising that livery and, and you know straight away. I mean, you can spot a Pickford's truck, for example, yeah. a mile away. You yeah. know it's Pickford, you know it's Britannia. To be able to then spot the livery and go, yeah, that's an extra mile moving. Yeah. Where do you see the industry in five years? Do you see any changes in the industry? I'd like, I'd, I'd, it's hard one to call, especially with the whole pandemic and, you know, what's going on at the moment, how busy it all is. It's hard. It's a hard one. It's a hard one to call. I don't want it to decline at all. Of course, I want it to fluctuate and just blow up. To be honest, I'd love to see it blow up in the next five years and go real crazy. But I feel like I'm not in a position to to make to make a call on that. I don't think I know enough. I'd be very unfair of me to say, you know, where do I think? Because I don't. I don't know. I don't know yet. I just want to ride the wave with it, though. Well, I think everybody's doing that at the moment, riding that wave, and it's a it's a good wave to ride. Let's let's hope it continues. Because I actually did think it would nosedive this month, but from speaking to clients, mm. they are still very very busy yeah. in July and August. So let's hope it stays that way. Are you busy July and August? Yeah, you're flat out as well. July, I've only got a few days left. Of July, August is booking up, but it's not it's not fully booked August just yet. But July, we're good for July. It's great. Excellent. I think we'll be all right till probably just after September, and then. Bit of a bit of a dip there, I reckon. After that, yeah. Well, I don't think there'll be too much of it. From what I gather from the industry, those in the industry, I don't think there'll be too much of a dip. Can't see it, but we'll see. What do you do outside of the industry to switch off? To be honest, I don't actually. I don't really switch off. To be fair, my phone's obviously always connected to everything. At the weekends, I leave my emails on unread. I give myself the weekend off. I don't unless it's really important. I will reply to the email, but. I just I just go to the pub and see my friends and just a normal lifestyle of a 22-year-old. But you've not been able to go to the pub for a while, so hold on. What have you been doing? What have you been doing that in the absence of a pub? <laughs> you know, obviously during the pandemic, it was it was, yeah. it was tough. But since we've been allowed to go to the pub, that's all I've been doing. I play football as well at the weekend. I love football. I think football's amazing. I'm still upset about sun, Sunday. Sunday's yeah. game, uh, but but that's life. I'm afraid. But yeah, just. I don't really switch off. I don't. I don't want to. I don't think. I want to. This has very quickly become my life, and I'm. I'm. I'm happy with that. And I want to, just sort of like, get heavily involved, and just so I'm not. I want to be clued up all the time. I don't want to switch off. Do you know what I mean? That's the sort of person I am. Sounds like you just want to learn off people. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm just gonna be become a sponge and soak it all up. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like, you know, there's so much to learn from other people. Especially as people that you've spoken to, obviously on this podcast, it's very important and informative. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just want to sort of soak it all up, like you say. I have to. I feel like I have to. Do you know what I mean? And and because you don't want to sort of miss anything, you don't want to get anything wrong. I don't want to get anything wrong. You know, I want to do everything right. But you've seemed like you've had a good, a good grounding working for the previous company, yeah. and then you've left the industry for a while, gone in the military, and then you've come back. Yeah. So. If you know the labour-intensive side of the industry, surely the only thing then that you're learning on a daily basis is the business side. Yes, exactly, exactly. And that's what I mean. That's what I mean about the hard bit. Because to me, yeah. I feel like that is the most important bit. Obviously, the work is vital and needs to be done to a professional, you know, standard. Yeah, I have that. Our crew, amazing. They can they can provide that, but. Now the business side of things, that's where I, I need to be getting right. Yeah. I, I need to be learning and soaking it all up and getting it right because I don't want any 
I don't want any claims at my door, especially. I don't want to go to court. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I need to get all that right. Yeah. Well, finally, I'd like to end my podcast with a funny moving story or two. Do you have one or more to tell? <laughs> I've got one story. I w- I've asked, I asked my colleagues this question if they've got any funny stories and they've they said it's far too rude, far too rude for the podcast. <laughs> Everybody so, says that and backs out of it. <laughs> so unfair. So, uh, but I've managed, I've, there was one, right, I've got one story and it's sort, <laughs> it's sort of funny. It was very early days for Extra Mile and we had a job in Cornwall and this is when we were pricing things wrong as well. So you can imagine how much like we sort of lost there figures wise. And because <laughs> we were we were aiming to get get there, get the job done. Because it was only local; it was like Norwich, Brundle area. It was very local to us, but it was going to Cornwall, so we got to hers really early. She hadn't packed everything, so already like the job had sort of become a nightmare from the start. Got down to Cornwall at six in the afternoon. We were planning on unloading and then going home instead of having a night out. And she didn't get there till eight o'clock. But the only problem is we got there at six. Went to the wrong postcode and Cornwall, certain bits of Cornwall is like them little like Italian villages where they're so tight. <laughs> anyway, we've ended up in the middle of this Cornwall village and we're stuck in the three and a half time. We actually managed to get stuck that we can't make a turn in one of these streets and it's so downhill. Like the decline of it is insane. So we've got to reverse back up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, we've got a full load on, so a bit heavy. <laughs> and uh i'm reversing up this hill and i've managed to burn the clutch out oh yeah exactly so i managed well i managed to do a three-point turn in a little little like car park and now i'm going up the hill and that's when i'm burning the clutch out because it's sticking it's heavy and i get to the top of this hill and i've just ditched the van and like a lay by and then i've got to help my my colleague get his van out as well so i'm out the van i'm running down the road crying my eyes out I'm literally crying, running down, crying because it's like it's very, it's all going wrong. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, I got to him, and we had to transship it obviously after that, and just use his vehicle. Didn't finish that job till I think it was like half eleven at night. It was raining as well; it really couldn't get any worse. And then I had to wait with a vehicle till six in the morning to get recovered, nine hours from where I live. So it was, it was an absolute nightmare. Not a good move. No money made in that one. Definitely not. Definitely not. That was a big loss, and. Uh, yeah, that hurt. That's very, very emotional time for me as well, I think. <laughs> well, Mason, it's been great to talk to you. I do wish you all the very best. And if you have any questions, ping me an email one day. Thank you very much, Colin. You're very welcome. Cheers. I sincerely hope you enjoyed episode 26 of Moving Matters. Please rate, review and subscribe in your favourite podcast player of choice and please tell your industry colleagues about Moving Matters. My thanks and appreciation go to Mason Heasley of Extra Mile Movers for giving up his time to record this episode. Thank you again, Mason. If you would like to know more about Extra Mile Movers and the services they provide, then you will find links within the show notes for this episode and on our webpage, movingmatterspodcast.co.uk. And please, 
If you have a funny moving story that can be relayed to our listeners or you would like to be a guest on the podcast, then do reach out to me just as Mason did by completing the contact form on our webpage, movingmatterspodcast.co.uk. Well, that is all from me. So until next time, keep moving.